Lord, we do. God, we are grateful to you. Lord, we are grateful. We come with thanksgiving in our hearts. And I, and I, and I, and I don't want to yes. say that just lightly, Lord, but Lord, we do come yes, Lord. and we thank you for what you've done this year. We thank you for what you've seen us through, what you're seeing us through, how you've touched our lives, how you've healed us, how you've raised us up, how you've made ways when there seems to be no way. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you that you have touched our families. You've touched our bodies. You've touched every part of our lives, oh God. And we are thankful. We are thankful. And we just want to tell you this morning that we love you. Lord, I don't, that's just not something cliche that we say, but God, we love you. We love you. And we thank you that you are our Lord and our Master and our Savior the lover of our soul. We thank you this morning. We ask that you would come, even in this, as, as pastor's going to be sh sharing the word for this next year and even candy next, next Sunday. God, we ask that you would prepare our hearts for the things that you have for yes, us this Lord. next year. God, I thank you that hope springs forth, that faith brings, springs forth in our hearts and our lives and our minds and in our thoughts. Lord, I thank you that, Lord, even as we, as we sung today, that your promises are yes and amen. God, I thank you that we're going to see your promises being accomplished and fulfilled in our lives, even yes. this next year, mighty God. I thank you that our eyes will see miracles this yes. year, that our ears will hear the sound of dry bones coming to life. Come on. I thank you, God, that we will experience your power in a greater way in this place and in our families and in our lives and in our homes and our workplaces and everywhere that we go and everywhere that, we, that, we, that our feet touches. We thank you this morning. Holy Spirit, come. Yes. We need you. Yes. Holy Spirit, we need you in a greater way. We need you in a greater way. Would you come? And lead us and guide us into everything that you have for us this year, this next year. And Father, I thank you that even as we close this year, 2023, if there's anything that needs to be finished and accomplished, that Lord, you would do so even in these last few hours That's of this exactly year. Right. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And Holy Spirit, I do ask that you would come. Because sometimes it's just so hard to share what's in my spirit. Because sometimes I can't find the words to explain what I'm experiencing in my relationship with you. But I thank you that as I bring forth this word, that you will speak to each and every one to give them clarification, to give them explanation, to help them understand what you're speaking to this house for 2024. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, you know, there is always this catchphrase that everybody likes to use. And I, I put the phrase, but this is not what, what it's based on. But the phrase is, expect more in 2024. Come on now. But what, that, what does that mean to us? What, what does he mean by expect more in 2024? 
And what I what I I don't believe this is all, but this is specifically what I'm going to be dealing with is especially expect a greater love than you've ever experienced before. Specifically, as I've been praying for months and asking the Lord what the word is for 2024 for us, it has continually come back to expect greater love. But I'm going to do my best to explain what God means by this because immediately you start thinking about, well, you know, I know he loves me, you know. Let me get into it. Great, mean, great means and extent, extent, amount, or intensity considering considerably above the normal or average. Very large or imposing a great ocean between them of ability, quality, or considerably above the normal or average, denoting the element of something that is the most important or the most worthy of consideration. Love means an intense feeling of deep affection, a feeling of deep romantic or sexual attachment to someone, a person, or thing that, that one loves. Deep affection for someone. The scripture talks about how we are to love God. Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And I'm going to tell you right now, even though we say I love him like that, I really believe without the Holy Spirit's help, we don't know how to love like that. But the love that I'm talking about is how God loves us. We've heard these scriptures our entire Christian walk. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 8.5.8, This jacket's great, but it's hot. Hold on. Hot up here. Romans 5.8, but God commanded his love towards us that in, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Ephesians 2, 4 through 6 says, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together and, my, and made us together to sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I'm just sharing some scriptures before I could begin to address what I feel like the Lord is telling me. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19 says that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that he, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what it is, the breadth the length, the depth, and the, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that he might be filled with the fullness of God. I believe there is a, maybe not for you, but I think so, that we really don't understand the love we're talking about when we're talking about God's love and how we're supposed to love him. We've heard these scriptures, and we may have some understanding of what they mean. At least we understand the love of the Father and his desire to reconcile us back to him and Jesus' willingness to die so that could happen and to give us eternal life. But if we are honest, it is hard to even conceive that kind of love when you think about being willing to allow your own son to be killed for others. 
even others you don't like or people that you don't that don't like you. Amen. But what I'm sensing in my spirit is something more, something greater, a greater depth and revelation and understanding of how much God loves us. I can tell you exactly how, I can't tell you exactly how he's going to reveal his greater love in 2024. All I know is that he's going to do it. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to explain this. I am sensing it will be through manifestations, actions, signs, and wonders, miracles, even supernatural miracles that will touch you so deeply with an understanding of how much he loves you, loves your family, loves our nation, and this world. I also believe that it's going to be different for each of us. God will speak to us all in different ways, not always in the same way. So the scriptures that the Holy Spirit brought to my mind concerning this was 1 Corinthians 2.9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ears heard, neither ever entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Are you getting a hold of this? I'm sensing in my spirit that there's going to be things, and that's why you're going to have to have the Holy Spirit discernment. You're going to have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you not to miss it. I believe there's going to be things that are happening all around us in our nation, in our world, in our state, in our families, in our workplaces, wherever you go, wherever you're a part of. For Expect a Miracle Church, I believe God is going to do things in such a way that when you see it, you experience the love of God because you see what he's doing for you or for your family or for our nation, and it's going to increase the love you have for him as much as you see how much he loves you. But also, for those that love him, Romans 8, 38 through 39 says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor other creatures shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I don't care what we've done. I don't care how we've missed it in 2023. Anybody miss it? Can we all raise our hands and say, yeah, I missed it. There was times I missed it in 2023, and I started out this New Year's Eve by saying, God, forgive me where I missed it in 2023, but we don't want to miss it in 2024. I'm telling you right now, I know that I know that I know that 2024 is our year. Anybody know why? Twenty twenty four. It's when God has always done things for this church. He spoke to Pastor Don and I on the 24th of January. And we were married on the February 24th, where this ministry really began. I mean, the church was already in existence, but everything began between that God did for Pastor Don and I. It's been my favorite number. And when I realized 2024 was on its way, I got so excited because I know it's our year. It's our year. It's God's always done something around that number 24. John 5, 19, 21 says, Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doth, 
these also doth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these, that he may marvel. For as the Father raised up the dead and quickened them, even so the Son quickeneth him as he will. I'm telling you what I'm sensing in my spirit, and I pray that some of you have been sensing it too. God is fixing to do things that he's never done before, that we've never seen or heard before, that is going to turn this world upside down. Judgment's coming. It's already happening. It's already taking place. I don't want to go into the details, but I'm telling you, it starts at the church. And there's leaders that are falling. There's leaders he's taking home. But it's not only going to happen in the church. It's going to happen in our government. It's going to happen in every area of life. We better be where we need to be with God because this is serious. I'm telling you, God has had enough. And he's about to move in such a way that people are going to know who is God. They're going to know and they're going to believe that he exists and that they better get right. Church, I can't tell you enough how so many people are feeling like, I've been grieving, I have grieved because there's some great leaders that have fallen. And it's like, how is this possible? They didn't start out bad. What is going on, Lord? You can be going along doing everything that God wants you to do. This is not just about leaders. This is about all of us. As a Christian, you're going along and you feel like you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. Then then all of a sudden you realize somewhere you got off track. This isn't in my notes, but it's in my spirit. We have to be careful to get back where we're supposed to be if you're not. Because this is a serious time with God. He's not playing. He is very serious. And I'm telling you, there's leaders that, that were going along thinking, man, they've got the wealth, they've got the fame, everybody knows them, they're doing great. Nobody knows what's going on behind the scenes or behind closed doors. But guess who does know? And he said he will shout it from the rooftop. And there's nothing going to be hidden that he's not going to tell everybody. And so this would be a good time for our starting out our new year to experience what God's talking about in this message, to get us right where we need to be with him, that we'll repent, which we have already done, for we missed it in 2023. But to have a commitment and a desire to have a relationship with him like you've never had before. That you want him to be in your life constantly, every moment of every day, that you want to experience his presence, his glory, his power. You say, well, how can I function that way? Oh, God knows how to handle it. That you want him to be the most important thing, that he comes first. Many of us will say, well, he is first in my life. Is he really? Let the Holy Spirit shine his light, his glory upon your life, and let him show you where you are and where you should be. If you're not. Then I believe what will happen is that as we get a hold of how much God loves us, we will find ourselves with a greater love for others. Mark 12, 30 through 31 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. 
This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. I think all of us could admit that we need more love for others. We've got to have more love for others to where we're sensitive to the spirit of God and those things and those people that are around us, that we're not just so busy that we're going about our life and just totally ignoring a need that's close to us that we're not even aware of. I believe that as we begin to see the love of God in a greater way this year, I'm just telling you, I don't know how it's going to happen in your life or my life or this church, but I know it's going to happen. I know. I know. That he's going to do things that you're going to say, that was what Pastor was talking about. Because it's revealing his love for me like I've never experienced before. I mean, I knew, I knew, I, I knew he loved me, but I really didn't know. In your spirit, in your heart. We know a lot of things intellectually. But I'm talking about spiritually and emotionally. You don't want to miss what God's going to begin to reveal. If you're paying attention, God, Holy Spirit, help us not miss it. Help us not miss it. John 15, 13 says, greater love have no man than this, that a man will lay down his life for his friends. How many of us are willing to do that? I was sharing yesterday and I was remembering, you know, there's that scripture that says that you're supposed to die daily. What does that mean? What does it mean to die daily? To pick up your cross and follow him. To die daily means it's not all about you. It's not about what you want or what you want to do or, or what you desire or, or what you feel or what you think. And, and you're willing to give up whatever God tells you to give up. And I thought about the experiences in my walk. And it's a test, guys, because if we're not willing to give it up, if we're not willing to submit to be a total empty, yielded vessel in his hand, we're not going to be used the way he wants us to be used. Because there's going to be resistance. There's going to be hindrances. There's going to be us thinking we know more than he does. He tells you to go to Africa, and you go, oh, that can't be God. I don't have the money to go. I don't want to go. <laughs> Come on. And I went through that many years ago. That was the greatest dying experience besides when my husband died. When he told us to go to Africa, and we're hearing about all the wars and stuff going on over there where they hate Christians and they'll kill them because the Muslims were in control at the time. And we spent three months praying with leaders every day for three hours. To go. And when the Lord said, go, there was a dying that I experienced that I, it, it, was, it was horrible because I didn't think I'd ever see my children or grandchildren again. That when I got on that plane, I thought that I may not come back. But I went because he told us to go. Do you understand what I'm talking about when I'm telling you about dying to yourself? 
I want to get married. That's all I care about. What if he says all he wants you to do is be married to him? Well, I want this. I want that. I'm not going to be happy unless I have this. I'm not going to be. Come on. There was a situation once that I was ministering to a, a wife who, whose husband was not what he needed to be. And the Lord told me to tell her this. What if my, her only purpose that I had given to her was to be the kind of wife that would bring him into the kingdom? Will she obey me and will she do it? There's things that God will present to us to test us, to see what is our relationship with him, really. When I was working and I, I had good salary, I had good benefits, and I kept saying how God was my source, how he provided for me, and he did. He did do that job. But I'm telling you, when he comes and tells you, quit it, quit your job. My husband wasn't working. He was just pastoring the church. The, the outside income was my salary. And he said, quit your job and go into full-time ministry. I thought up to that point that he was my source all those years. And then I realized that I was depending on my ability to do it. That was a big test of dying to having to trust God for every provision, for every need that we had. I obeyed him, and I trusted him. And I'm telling you, I have seen so many miracles in the area of finances. He told us how to give, and we all know these stories, how he paid off that conference where we owed $100,000, and we didn't have that kind of money. But he told us to take our savings and sew it into that conference. And two minutes after I did that, a woman walks up and says, God told me to pay off everything concerning this conference. She even gave us $10,000 more than we needed. I mean, time after time after time. And it would start out even with little things. I'd be sitting there trying to pay the bills for the church, and we'd be $9 short. I'll never forget that time, Jamie, and, and Josh called and said, oh, Pastor, I forgot to give you the $9 for a tape that came in. Even to the penny, he would provide. He never said that he would have bunches of money in the bank for us. He just said he would provide. And he did, continually provided for us in supernatural ways. Y'all don't mind me sharing some of these stories, right? My husband wanted to buy a bike. He loved my husband. He always gave him everything he wanted. <laughs> but he, 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 because he served God with all of his heart. And he wanted this bike, and he said, you know, it's only $200. I said, only $200? I said, we could buy another bike for that, for me. My mom came to church because she was our secretary at the time, and we were over at Calabria on that building, and she said, look what I found in the bushes this morning. It was a brand-new, come on, woman's bike that was red. We called the police, and they said, oh, just keep it. Nobody will ever claim it. And then he looked at me and said, now can I have my bike? 
I'm just telling you, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to put money in your hand. You might need food and somebody will bring you some. You might need a, a new dress and, and somebody will give it to you. There is something very, <laughs> I told my kids, you know, because like I said, it was, it's, it's a lot. But years ago, I started giving money for birthdays and Christmas to the family because I found that sometimes they didn't like what I gave them. Like this morning when I found ornaments in the back. But anyway. <laughs> but then when I heard, I heard this story about this pastor who shared that this son had come and talked about his mother who was in a nursing home and, and said, you know, I don't understand why people are keep bringing my mom pies and afghans. And he said, well, what did she give when she was, you know, pies and afghans? I'm giving money. So when I'm older and these 29 grandchildren and 18 great-grandchildren, they'll be taking care of me with money, honey. Yes, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> totally off the subject. But I'm trying to encourage you to know the kind of things that God can do even this year to show you how much he loves you. If you will trust him and step out in faith, if he tells you to do something, do it and watch what he will do through it. Every time God has asked me to do something, and even things I didn't want to do, like lead the singles, it turned out to be a blessing. It was something I really enjoyed, and it was so wonderful. God knows what he did when he created you and what he created you for. There's a purpose and a plan for every single one of us to do something, fulfill something in the kingdom of God. But if you don't know, you need to get in there and find out what it is. And you may say, no, that's not, no. But when you step out and do it, you say, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. This is awesome. When you obey God, it's awesome. Amen? He'll never ask you to do something that he hasn't gifted you, anointed you, and prepared you and given you the power to accomplish or the provision. 1 John 4, 7 through 21, the whole thing. Beloved, let us love one another, for the love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth known he that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. How many of you realize that right now in our world and in our nation, people are judging the church and they're not showing a whole lot of love? In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiatory for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby knoweth we that dwell in him and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And, when, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love and he hath dwelled in love, dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love. 
made perfect, that we may be have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect cast love cast out fear, because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man says, I love God and hated his brother, he's a liar. For that he that loves not his brother whom he has sent, how can he love God? I'm sorry, who he has seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that we who love God love his brother also. You know there's dying in that? Because there's some people we don't want to love. Huh? Come on. I've said this. I love them, but I don't like them. You don't have to like them and everything they do, but you've got to love them. As a result of our loving others, I believe this will be a year to expect more souls being saved as people we see God's miracle and hear and experience God's greater love. I believe we're going to see more people coming into the kingdom of God. Habakkuk 2.14 says, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea. Look, how are people going to know the love of God if they're not seeing it in us? There's people that have never even heard about Jesus or what Jesus did. You say, is it really? Yeah. That's happened. Right, Chris? I remember who was that young man who, <laughs> and, and tell us what happened. Are you going to get a mic? Come on. Yeah, I want everybody to hear. And thank you guys for working on the garden out there. It's looking good. <laughs> and it's a lot of work. It was shocking to hear this. Hi. So I went to uh, Bible school with a guy named Will, Will Harden, who lives in Oregon. And, uh, you know, when we were going to school together, he was saved. But he told us a story about when he was in high school, they kind of moved around a lot. He was in this high school in Kansas. And someone came up to him and said, hey, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And he looked at him and says, well, if he touches me, I'm going to break his fingers. I'm not into that kind of thing. And he's like, I didn't know who Jesus was. I thought it was a, you know gay Hispanic dude. I don't know, you know, and, and of course he later knew and learned who Jesus was, but he had never in his entire life. And so we have this assumption growing up in the United States that everyone has just heard and understands the gospel, but they haven't. So we need to not take and think that everybody's heard about Jesus. Everybody knows about him. They don't want to hear about him. I'm telling you right now, people need to hear this nation needs Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus, not just our nation. The whole world needs Jesus. <laughs> Amen? He's the answer to everything. He has an answer for every situation, every circumstance, every problem. Give them Jesus. If you love them, give them Jesus. Don't be so concerned about your relationship if they don't want to hear you, they don't want anything to do with you. Keep on being persistent. I'll never forget when, like I shared this before, when my sister got saved, Teresa, as a stewardess, she didn't know anything about praying in tongues or anything like that. 
and she was in a room with another stewardess, and she said, God has something for you. Take you. And she reached out her hand, and she said it was like a quarter put in her hand, but she fell out in the spirit and was praying in tongues. She never even heard what that was. And she was fanatical. She'd be coming to town, and we were all like, <laughs> because she, she was preaching to all of us and wouldn't leave us alone, and she wouldn't stop. But I'm going to tell you, because of her persistence, every one of us got saved. And, and my brother, my sister, all the, ended up in ministry. Be persistent. Don't be worried about losing a family member or, or a relationship. I mean, let the Holy Spirit lead you. You don't want to get them to where they don't want to be around you at all. But I'm just saying, there's an anointing in you. And there's power in you to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to bring them in. The greatest love you could have for anybody is have a concern for their salvation. How can any one of us say we love this person or we love that person and we're not even thinking about do they have eternal life? That should be a priority. Amen? So what I'm saying to you is this. Expect more in 2024. Without any limitation in any area of your life and ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes and to be able to open your ears to hear, to see, and not miss what God's going to be doing this year to show us greater love than we've ever experienced before. With the purpose, with the purpose of you understanding what love is coming from God. We think we know it. I'm just telling you we don't. Because we've never been in a position where we had to do that kind of thing, where we had to give up or Give something up like your only son to die for somebody. That's the kind of love that I'm talking about. I'm talking about a love that goes beyond anything we've really understood, experienced, or know about. But in knowing his love in a greater way will help you understand how much he loves you. And it will also motivate you. And encourage you to want to serve him, to want to obey him, to not want to grieve him, to not want to hurt him, not to do anything that would offend him or accept, you know what I'm saying. But I'm telling you all right now, there are serious things taking place and going to happen. And you're going to say, that's God. Judgment's falling. I've already seen it. And we're talking the Ananias and Sapphira judgment. That's where we're at. And it's serious. So the most important thing for us to start this new year out is being where we need to be with God and to be open to hear and obey anything he's telling us to do. I don't want to play church. I don't want to pretend we're doing something. I want the real thing. I don't know about y'all. I want the presence of God so strong in this house that when people walk in, they're instantly saved and delivered. Where young people are having an encounter with God, that they have a reality of who he is, where they will never walk away from him as well. I believe that with all my heart, and I believe it can happen in 2024. If we will go after God, seek him first, seek his kingdom, that we're praying and we're listening and we're obeying 
everything that he is instructing us and telling us to do. It's an adventure serving God. It's exciting serving God. It can be scary serving God. But the fear of the Lord is what keeps us in a place. And it's not a fear of what he can do to us. It's a fear of how we could disappoint or hurt him. That will keep us in a place where we need to be to serve God and to do what we need to be doing. Listen, I'm blessed. We have a great church. I know you all love God. I know you do. And many of you have been serving faithfully. But there's something greater. There's something more exciting coming for all of us, not just me, all of us in our relationship with him. And I'm telling you right now, 2024 is going to be Expect a Miracle Church's year. We're going to see things. We're going to hear things. We're going to experience things that we've never seen or heard before. And to God be all the glory. Not to mention that we've already seen great things. I mean, thank God that Candy was healed from cancer last year this last year, and, and my brother-in-law, and so many others of you have been healed and, and experienced. Mark, what you've gone through, brother, you've come through it, and it's going to be even greater. It's going to be even greater, and, and you experience the love of God, but you know what we tend to do? Come on. Let's not be like the children of Israel who experienced and saw the love of God in his, their deliverance and then get out into the wilderness and rebel against him. Let's not ever forget what he's already done for us or what he's about to do for us. Let's not ever forget it. Let's always thank him and be grateful and always prepared to do whatever he wants us to do, however he wants us to do it. People didn't think we were still going to be around after my husband passed. We're going on 14 years, and we're still here. Why? Because there's a purpose, and there's a plan. And I believe with all my heart, I really do believe this with all my heart, if we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing as leaders in the body of Christ, he will take us home. Why should we stick around if we're not going to do what he's called us to do? It's only going to hurt the body, right? And so I'm just telling you, it's so, y'all pray for me. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss him. I want to hear him. I want to hear him clear. I want him to tell me exactly what he wants me to do, what he wants this church to do, how he wants me to minister to each one of you. I carry a great responsibility. I mean, it's his to carry, but I'm telling you, I still experience it because I love you. The way he loves you, maybe a little bit, because he's in me, and he will lay things on my, it's, it amazes me, like I'll be, <coughs> yesterday I was thinking of someone, and I said I need to text them and, and tell them, it's not anybody in our church, but I, I need to text them and tell them how sorry that we didn't get to spend more time together, and at the very moment I'm thinking it, they're texting me saying the same thing. I love that. I love that the Holy Spirit will put something on your heart and he'll speak to you or he'll tell you to call somebody and I will call somebody who's going through something who didn't call me that they were going through it. But he cares enough. That right there ought to show you how much he loves you. That he will put you on my heart to call you and say, okay, how are you doing today? Well, pastor, 
Why didn't you call me? Well, pastor, don't tell me I'm too busy. This is what I'm called to do. If I'm too busy, I won't answer, and I'll call you back later. How many of you have, ne- have ever had to really leave a message and me call you back when you call? <laughs> yeah, you're funny. You're the, one that, you're the one that I can never get a hold of, but I know where you live and I know where you work. I'm talking to Pastor Candy. God's working on her. He's bringing her to a place where she won't keep turning her phone off, and she'll answer every single one of your calls just like I did. She's going to do it even more so than I do. Yeah, that's exactly right. I speak that over you, my dear. (laughs) (laughs) The way this works is our children either do worse or they do better than, you know, my family, is. they're all going to go beyond what I'm doing excel in every area of their calling and their ministry, and they're going to do greater things than I ever did. So get ready, Candy. You're going to be answering the phone all the time. God is good. Amen? Amen. Are y'all blessed? Are y'all getting a hold of this? Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Okay, then Holy Spirit, I thank you that you help us not to miss it. Not to miss it. We may not understand what you're saying this morning. We may not really have a hold of it, but it's been said. And I thank you that your word does not come back void, that there's things that are going to happen this year that are going to reveal a greater love for us than we've ever experienced before. Help us not to miss those situations or those circumstances when it happens. Let us trust you to the place that no matter what we may have to walk through, what storms we may go through, what situations may happen, that we know our lives are in your hands and that we can trust you to come out on the other side more anointed and more powerful for you to accomplish your will and your purpose in the assignment that you have given to us and each one of us in this church. I thank you that in the days to come, that as you lead any of us to fast and pray, that we're seeking the Lord about what you would have us to do in 2024 so that when I do come together with the leaders, that we have some things to share and to talk about. Lord, we want to let you know this morning, and Holy Spirit, help us to show the Lord that we love him with all of our heart. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit, with all of our hearts. And we want to be the child of God that you have purposed and planned for us to be, and especially in this next year that we will be able to bring you glory in all that we do. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen and amen. God bless you. Those of you that are watching you, uh, if you can't be with us next Sunday, then be sure and watch next Sunday to hear the word. I can't wait to see what Candy, is it anywhere close to what? She ain't saying nothing. So you're going to have to be here if you want to hear what the, what the word. You know how God gives her a word every year. So we'll wait and hear that. And also we'll have communion next Sunday, lifeline uh, blessing jar. So that'll be next Sunday. So God bless you. We'll see you.